The season opener. The world's eyes shifted to the MLS as a boy from Argentina who was done with his time in La Liga and decided to light the Liga light with his quality, talent, and grace. Every single headline mentioned him and his friends. And now, it was time for the long-awaited return of Christian Espinoza and the San Jose Earthquakes. <laughs> After the legal eye dissing we received, it only took five minutes for Bosnia's bad boy to get back on the score sheet and prove his haters wrong. This Quakes team looks new, rejuvenated, and full of hope, as well as that beautiful Brazilian legend. Si Nothing can... What was a blistering start for the Earthquakes has now turned into a frustrating end. Ah, uh, but the game is nearly over and in stoppage time, and... A stoppage time winner in a season opener on the road could never happen to- What's shaking everyone? I know. I know. We saw what was shaking with the earthquakes. I'm your host, Sazarabi. Why don't we see what's shaking with the rest of the league? Uh, it's just been the first few games, as far as I've been recording. And a big thing I want to note is most of the home teams did win. Let's remember that for later. Uh, it's about halftime of the Inter-Miami game, as soon as I'm recording this. So there's not really many, there's really not much news. <sighs> LAFC are still pulling out wins. Cade Cal is scoring left and right for Chivas. Columbus got a huge win versus Atlanta. I mean, that was that was the biggest news, though. We can talk about the formation and tactics of the game. We did end up playing the 4-2-3-1, and we did play the players I thought we were going to play. What I'm assuming was for that MLS experience. We pressed differently, though. We didn't do the whole... the I didn't get the defensive right. We, we pressed a little bit differently. I don't know if this was just because it was Dallas or Lucci wanted to change things up, because we were even doing a little bit in the preseason. Uh, it was kind of Miro's role last year to press up and go. But we were kind of all... I want to say pressing together, but I'll get to that later. We were all moving in our spots. We weren't really holding a specific defensive and offensive shape. We were all moving together and looking to trap in a corner. Um, we were a bit reactive, though, um, versus kind of on it. I thought it looked great for 15 minutes. I thought we looked so, so good for 15, 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, we're going to show them wrong five minutes in. I mean, I, I'll show you later. I was freaking out for those of you that weren't in the stream. It was, it was great. The wingers also started higher. I thought we were playing in a 4-3-3 four, four, three, three for a bit. Um, it did kind of switch to that 4-2-3-1, even though they listed us as a 4-3-3. Three, three. Well, yeah, we did hold that 4-2-3-1 shape, started higher, but then we got pressed back further and further and further, and then starts to come into the pressure. It was a back-and-forth game. I don't, the, the commentators were bugging me. That was a huge concern of mine through the game. It, it was whenever Dallas did something, it was like... Oh, look at the San Jose players complaining about that. But when San Jose did something, oh, that was a bit cynical. It, it never, it always seemed like we were the opposition, even though I was listening to the main broadcast. Um, and then before the game, we had a 24% chance. I'm going to mess the numbers up by one or two. But we had a 24% chance of winning. When we went ahead, we only had a 50% chance of winning. And then when we lost the lead again, we went down to like a 23%. It was tight again. How did we lose again? I don't know. I guess they were right. I guess we ended up losing, but... I was frustrated. I mean, the league can keep going against us, but my biggest takeaway from that was it's a home game. It a home. It was a home team, or it was an away game, right? A lot of the home teams won in the first week. Then you started to see a bit of slip ups. Games really don't matter till around September. We have to get points, but it's not a big deal losing your first game, right? We want to get that momentum, and it sucks, but it's not the end of the world. Come on, don't panic yet. We looked great for those opening minutes, but more specifically in the game, why don't we start with some of the key positives for me? Daniel, mi amigo. 
This this dude is the goalkeeper of the year, and he got robbed last year. I think it. I think it's absolutely criminal that he didn't get. It. He kept us in this game. He's making outrageous saves. I thought he was going to get man of the match for us. It was unreal. Paul Murray and Benji also had phenomenal games, but this was unreal from Daniel. But then I saw something after the game. I saw it today, actually, the day after. It absolutely blew my mind away. And Daniel, this is leadership. This is something I love to see in my team and I love to have in the locker room. Maybe not this first part, but we'll get more into it. He, Daniel was quoted saying this and then even posted on their Instagram account saying this. He was taking blame for that goal. In no world is that Daniel's fault, right? I understand he's frustrated because he gets an arm straight and he feels like he could do better, but he kept us in that game. He is the reason we have a chance in almost every single game. Daniel is not only the goalkeeper of the year, should be in the MLS team of the year. This man is a heart and soul of the squad. He keeps us going when the times are tough. And when we're getting barrages of attack, it's Daniel that keeps us going. So Daniel, the same way you have our backs, know that we have yours. Anyway, on to the next one is Paul Marie, mon ami. Every year, Paul Marie... I want to know his off-season training because he comes out and he just gets better and better and better. I was surprised he got subbed off. It was insane. I get we wanted him to get the new guy, but I thought Paul was electric. I thought he was winning tackles. I thought he was explosive on the attack. He was sending great balls into Benji. Who, oh my God, we'll get to Benji in a minute. Paul Marie was phenomenal in that game. Hey, we're going to play a fun game right now. We're going to be called Who Am I Impersonating? Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm impersonating Benj because I'm standing on business. I'm telling the haters... Keep running your mouse, and I'm going to score goals. I'm going to keep doing what I do. This is great for Benj. I absolutely love it. I'm a huge fan of Benji. He hasn't got many opportunities, and he sees them today. It wasn't only the goal. The way he's running through the defenses. The way he's antagonizing them. The way he's tracking back, making the runs, fearing the king of Bosnia is back. Some other players that impressed me were Jude. I, I liked him coming in. It brought something different from Jabo. Jabo also wasn't getting many opportunities. We just weren't fighting. This is going to sound like such an insult, but hear me out here. Uh, um, <laughs> Jude reminded me of a USL striker, not in the sense of quality, but in the sense of like the running gun play, the way he was running around. I, I just liked it. It was fun to watch. It was a great amount of energy. But also, Pellegrino only got a few minutes, was explosive, and got his cool some cool opportunities obviously there's hype around him so we're like oh ah, every time he does something but oh he was so close to scoring the the leading goal which would have put us up to one and it was cool and interesting to see so i think both him and jude deserve to get more time i'm here for jude and pellegrino getting more time but for me benji has to start again that he's making it hard that's some great competition there ben started to see that there's another guy coming in and he said hey you're gonna have to take it from me you don't just get this spot <laughs> it's gonna be hard to take I thought Morales was phenomenal when he came in. I was absolutely in love with how he was playing. I think he is a great staple for us. I think giving him 30 minutes consistently every time, maybe even starting a gamer here or there, I think he brought in some experience. He brought in a little more calmness and two-way play for us that we weren't really seeing. So that was great for me as well. I mean, also the opening 10 to 15 minutes, right? That was phenomenal. We were like, whoa, 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 whoa. The Quakes can ball again. It was great pressure. And we looked rusty. We Even in that really good 10 to 15 minutes, it's like, oh, we can build on this. Another key positive for me is about every single home team won their game, right? It was a really crappy way for us to lose, especially when we had the lead. And Dallas did not look great, I'm going to be honest. They, they, they adjusted well, but they didn't look phenomenal to me in that game. They didn't look like, whoa, Dallas is going to be a great team this year. So the fact to lose that is really frustrating. But again, it's just, it's, there's so many games left. There's no need to panic.
Now for the key negatives for me. Okay, the inconsistency in level of play and intensity is what bugged me so much. The fact that it can be so high press and so like we're in it, and I get when you concede a goal, it's a bit of a deflation, but just sinking back, it just it, it just looked like night and day between the teams, and that was just frustrating for me. So I just want to find a way that whatever level we come out with, we can hold it for the full 90 and then maybe raise that level consistently throughout. Uh, we need a true camp. We need a true camp. I love Jack Skane. I, I love what he brings, and this is not a diss on him. His explosivity, his speed, his ability, his physicalness, his work ethic, it, it terrorizes the defense, and it's great to have come back on defense as he makes a great box-to-box -box run further than that, honestly. But we need that guy who's going to get the ball and create for us. That's, that's not Jack's role. That's not his strong suit. It's running off the ball. It's having someone create and do something for him. It's opening up spaces for other players due to his physical assets. So I think that cam is really, really important for us. I think potentially we're gonna need another center back. Uh, I, I wanna see some other options. Um, I think we're one injury away from it being not pretty. I, I know we have Wilson to come in as well, but it's gonna be interesting to see maybe just one more. That would also be a, something I'd wanna see. Uh, I thought I thought Baldissimo was a little off the pace um, when he came in, I get he came into a rough situation and subbed in, but it just seemed a little off the pace for me. I like the idea. And honestly, I, I'm even going to talk about it later. I think he might be really important for us moving forward to LA Galaxy. Um, but another point that I saw was we saw that Pellegrino came in for Benji, and I get that Benji and Pellegrino are more similar to each other than Benji or Pellegrino would be to Christian. But I thought Benji was having a great game. I, I think Christian had a, some great work ethic and he created some good opportunities early on. But I think later down the line, it, it was hit or miss. I, I understand not something Christian, but I just brought up a question. I wonder if it was a tactical reason and maybe Benji was a little bit tired. Obviously, we hadn't seen as much from him and Christian brings up this work ethic. And that's why we didn't sub Christian. Or did we not sub Christian because his name is Christian? No, is it? That's just something I'm curious about. I don't, I don't think there's too much to read into it, but it was just a thought I had. I, I felt for Lucci. I, I've coached myself, and there were a few times where I heard me like, Chavo, Badge, Christian, do this. Guys, push him back. Don't need to win the ball. Just force him backwards. I don't know why. Apparently, that's how Lucci yells. Um, and they just weren't doing it, right? Like, obviously, it's easier said than done, but it just seemed like he was yelling things, and no one was making an attempt to switch it. So I understand his frustration in that. So we got to find a way to... I don't know if it's him yell louder, shorter stuff, talk about it early on, or just them listening, but maybe just a little bit more tightening up there. But I mean, it, it's the same old, same old in that sense, uh, as far as negatives. So I don't really have too much to say in that regard. So why don't we move on to next week's matchup and what I want to see. Benji's got to start for me. He earned his spot. He was great. It wasn't just the goal. It wasn't just the, they had a great, two great saves on Benji as well. It's what he was creating. He looked confident. That's the biggest thing for me, the confidence of Benji. When he was in Almeida, when he was under Almeida, he was doing great things, but it wasn't getting the consistent starts. He just kept going to Cade, he kept going to Fierro. But then under Lucci, it was the best start from Benji's point of view, and you could just see the confidence maybe wasn't there. They brought in new guys, and he just never really saw the field again. This is a great moment. This is a great way to reward your players and show the others, hey, well, he balled out, he gets another week. Obviously, training depends if he's lazy and training all week. That's another question or maybe a little bit of tactics, but I think for the Benji's confidence, what we're moving forward for the league, uh, or how we're going to move forward in the league, I think Benji, or I, I believe Benji should be starting next week. I got to see more of Pelle Pellegrino and Jude. 
They were great off the ball. I think they bring in some lively energy off the bench. It brings a new spark. It brings a new attack. It brings something new the defenders got to deal with. Maybe even get Pellegrini at the start. It's going to be hard because I think Benji deserves a start. You're not going to take Christian out. I, it's going to be hard to take Jabo out, right? So it's finding in those minutes and it's finding the time now. It, it's a great problem to have. As I said earlier, Morales looks great. So let's just keep getting those 30-minute rotations in. Maybe even start him every few games. This is going to be a big game for Tele Galaxy. So that'll be interesting to see what we do there. And then I got my two biggest things for the game. My first one is a question. What are we going to do for Pugue? What are we going to do for Ricky Pugue? He's going to be the one creating, and I'm going to go into LA Galaxy in a minute. But how are we going to answer that? That's the biggest concern for me. And then secondly, how can we keep it the same level of intensity through and throughout? Now, I know that I might be biting myself in the butt. Maybe we just have none going throughout. But I want I, it's got to come out big. It has to be big. This is the home opener. This is a must win for me. This is a big game, and it's first the rivals LA Galaxy. This is an absolute win it has to be a win on the calendar every year i don't care when it is but the fact that it's a home opener it's versus the rivals and we just lost the last game this is the biggest game of the year for me and i know it's already only game two so you know it's not much to compete against but this is a huge game and i'm going to keep saying that i don't care how redundant it is it is a huge game and is an absolute must win not a draw not a loss definitely this is a must win going into the game we'll see when the game unfolds how things happen so uh, we got to come out intense. We got to keep finding, but how do we find how we're going to keep that intensity and push it through? Let's move on to the LA Galaxy. It was halftime for me. It was 0 0. I don't know what the results of the game is right now, but I can speak a little bit on how they were playing. It it really went through Pook, right? He got through. He he makes the plays. And I, I hate to say it because it's whenever you see these big names, you're like, oh, they're going to play through him. It's just a blanket statement, but they really did play through him. He was the creative option. And Miami. I think this was good for us to see are really not great at defending, right? I know they have Jordi Alba. I know they have Busquets now, right? But they were not great at defending. They were really ball watching. And similar to some of the complaints that we saw, even though our defending's improved, at least worrying about this from a defensive standpoint, something we can see is that that space is going to be abused by people. He's going to find it. If there's runners, how are we going to deal with that? So that's why I said earlier, I think Baldissimo could come in at some point. Michael likes to run around, maybe just keep him on him. We'll see how he does. I think Garazzo maybe even has got a man marker. Easier said than done. And then that means Jack and maybe Jack Skane, if we're going to keep the same lineup, have got to drop back. And maybe that means we play in a 4-3-3 flat, right? And then you just have Jack Skane and Jackson Ewell holding. And then you have Garazzo following um, Ricky Pug. And then you try and build forward, right? We weren't really getting that outlet anyway, so you might as well have that little extra defensive presence and then trying to build from there and have that explosive attack. LA Galaxy were also good on both ends. They were good with the transition and they were abusing the spaces out wide again through Pugue a lot of the time. We were sort of playing in a three back at times last game where Garezo was dropping back and he was a little bit above the center backs and then Paul Marie and Acapo were both forward. So if Garezo does miss that challenge while he's in that back three, and then they abuse the wings. How are we transitioning back? How are we getting back? So that's going to be really important for me as well in what we're seeing versus LA Galaxy. I don't think there's too much more to say about it. I'm going to be at the game. So if you see me, please come say, hey, I'm going to be doing some stuff before the game. If you want to be a part of that, I'm going to be enjoying the game and I'll be there after the game in the back. So if you guys see me, please come say, hey, but I guess we can move to fan questions. <sighs> yeah. 